This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday. Friday. Can you believe it's Friday? I can't believe how fast you know the days go by. They do. September 6, 2019. And of course, there was a lot of news, a lot of events happening today. We have had an up market for two weeks in a row. Kind of a sneaky up market, but it has been up. Now we're not near necessarily, we're getting there, but not near the old highs we had starting back in July. Remember, July is when it started to slide on us. The slide hasn't been nearly as bad as that one in December. Last year in December, it was 10% back then. Here, this one was only, what, 5% at the most, 6 somewhere in there. So we're trying to crawl back and all because of some economic news out today. So, and those, you know, all about Hong Kong and trade, uh, trade, uh, a trade date of negotiations here in Washington somewhere sometime in the next couple, three weeks. And, and Hong Kong withdrawing that uh, extradition law they were working on, which caused the protests for months. Yeah, anyways. And more important here in the United States is that Hurricane Dorian looks like it's uh, losing a lot of its energy. It's still going to drop, drop a lot of water. And it's still got lots of wind, but it's not the, the, the devastation, devastating hurricane that it was. Uh, so, and it's crawling up along the coast. I think it's going to hit North Carolina. I think that's what they, they're saying these days. Well, well, the market for itself, I mean, you know, there's part of me, you know, the Fed's meeting here soon, and they're probably going to lower interest rates again. That'll be positive for the market. I'm not, you know, I, it doesn't seem to be, it seems like there's might be a bit too much fear in the market, or has been, and it hasn't really destroyed the market. Which is surprising to me. I thought it'd be much worse than this. Now, mind you, it may not be over. I don't think it's over. And September is the worst month of the year. So we got to get through September before we can really say, are we finished now with this particular question? Probably, maybe even through October. We'll, ta- we'll know. We'll know. And I'll, I'll talk about it on the radio. So I'm Steve Peasley. I thank you for joining me. And I hope you'll call me. This is a call in show. We talk about anything financial. Anything financial you want to talk about, we'll discuss it. So, therefore, you shape the show in any direction you want it to go. But it's got to be financial, of course. Um, but uh, it's all an effort to give a, the, to help us achieve that financial freedom goal that we're all after. I know I am. I, I think I'm pretty darn close. Um, I think I have a, 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 a depression-era mentality that I need to have more to protect myself just in case. And since I have no children, not, there's no one going to take care of my, me and my wife in our old age. So I, I got to have enough money to pay for that. So, you know, I always have that mentality in my head. I got to keep growing my money. Maybe I don't, but I have it in my head. You may not be there at that point. You may have the same mentality I do. I don't know. It's all, what this show is all about trying to help us all make more money. And we always can use more, not everybody, but a lot of us could. So, you know, and we're going to do that by sharing all the information, all the knowledge amongst ourselves. And, you know, that's the philosophy that we go. Shared um, independent thinking, shared success. 
So I'm going to do my best to try to get you there. Now, just a reminder, uh, my New York trip uh, coming up has been, it is full here in later September, but I have added new dates. On October 10th, I will be uh, back to San Jose, California. I usually go there once a month. And I'm also taking reservations for a second New York City trip. That'll be November 7th, November 7th. Remember, these are personalized evaluations. Take a look at your your financial situation. Take a look at your portfolio. See if you're in the right path to, to get to that financial freedom goal we all have. So, and of course, if I, you know, if KPP Financial can help you with help managing your funds, that's fine. We'll be happy to do it. I want to do that. And that's one of the, you know, I'm not keeping the secret here. This is, this is why I do this radio show and the podcast is to let everybody know that we're around and we're, we manage money and we'll help you. And we'll help you either manage your money or just help you, period. We'll do it either way. Because I want to. So, so if you want to meet with me, go to investtalk.com, investtalk.com and register. The earlier you register, the better chance you have of getting the time. Talking points today. What are we going to discuss? A fear bubble is creating a huge buying opportunity. This is an interesting article, and he and this is a very smart guy. We'll, we'll get into it. And he thinks that there might be a fear bubble. That too many, there's too much fear out there. Hmm. I also want to talk about the jobless claims uh, out this week. I want to talk about jobless job report. If uh, you know one point or another, I want to get to that today. Um, I want to also talk about silver. You know, I've been we, you know, we for months now, even going back to end of last year, we were talking about gold, but probably it's going to have a decent year in 2019, and it is. We don't. We didn't really talk about silver. Do you think? I think silver might have a better potential from this date forward than gold. So I want to talk about that. And did you see what the mortgage rates are? They're coming down still. So we're going to discuss those things. But of course, you drive the show. It's wherever you want it to go. And of course, being Friday, I do talk about the KPP Premium Newsletter. The market was mixed today. Dow was up 69, NASDAQ down 14, the S&P up 3. Let's go ahead and take a call. Let's go to Eric in Kentucky. How you doing, Eric? Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for the call. Thanks, man. I appreciate the podcast. Uh, I'm a big sports fan, but your, your show's more entertaining to me than Sports Center, so I want to give you props. Uh, well, thanks. Appreciate just wanted it. To, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, informative, always, always, and entertaining. Um, anyways, Steve, uh, I'm 27. Uh, I've, I've done well with just the constant buy and hold strategy with the total stock market fund, but I really, really am intrigued with a stock versus ETF REIT, uh, and I'm talking long-term. I was curious, okay. at my age, and with telecommunications versus the ETF basket, if American Tower AMT would be a good buy to continue contributing to or the Fidelity's FREL, which is a basket of ETFs and different type of REITs. Uh, I'll go ahead and hang up and listen to you on the show. Have a great weekend. 
Okay, um, American Tower, AMT, it's a REIT that owns cellular towers used by wireless service providers and TV and radio broadcast companies. And I'll tell you this, their earnings are going to continue to go up. It's going to grow very slowly because they're pretty much saturated. Uh, But as a long-term hold, it'll probably be pretty well. They have a lot of debt. To build out all those towers, they had to borrow a lot of money to get get there. And they're still doing it. It's not like they're not growing. They are. But they have a lot of debt, and their payout, the the yield is only 1.5%. If I could talk you into, Eric, uh, I would like to talk you into maybe a different branch of REITs. Uh, I I would suggest that you move into the, take a look at the various medical REITs that are out there. Uh, there's there's a number of them, and you know they do assisted living, hospitals, uh, you know, um, just all kinds of anything related to medical facilities. The reason why I'm suggesting is because I'm, I'm I'm basing on the baby boomers, my my generation. There's so many of us that we're going to be flooding these places, and I think they have much better growth potential. I like American Tower. Don't get me wrong. But the towers are being built out, and there's there's a lot of them now. Uh, so I think it's growth spurt of you know twenty percent plus is over. And to get to the the build out that they had, they still ha- they have a lot of debt they got to pay down. Great cash flow, seven dollars and sixty four cents, and their earnings are going to be eight dollars and seventy six cents a share. It's a two hundred thirty two dollar stock. It's expensive, so I wouldn't buy this at this point. I do love the company. I think it's a good, solid business. But we want to buy right, Eric. That's that's what I want to do. Take a look at some of the medical REITs and see if some of those are undervalued and paying a lot better dividend. Remember, if you're a long-term guy, you want to collect those dividends long-term. This is Invest Talk, and we have an important invitation to a new KPP Wealth Management Conference, a new conference. The title is Earnings Yield in a No-Yield World, Investing in Real Estate, Stocks, and Bonds. The event will be led by me and Justin. Plus, we will be joined by two real estate experts and a trust attorney. Uh, The date is October 12th, October 12th, held in Irvine, California. Sign up early to get reduced pricing. Learn more at investtalk.com investtalk.com with two T's. And now I'm taking your financial investing questions live, 888-99-CHART. It's Friday. The weekend is here or almost here for most people. The markets have been more than interesting and you want to need unbiased investing guidance. You're in luck. Steve Peasley is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call Steve, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay, let's look at some of the key benchmarks, which we do pretty much every day. The two-year Treasury yield is at 1.52, and the 10-year Treasury yield is 1.56. The yield curve returned to normal. Okay, that's the, the 10 years supposed to be higher. Remember, last couple of weeks it's been below it and then up and down, but generally below the 10 year yield lower than the two year. That's an inverted yield curve. And historically, if that stays that way for any length of time, it always has either, either, either we've been in a recession or led to a recession. Okay, gold $1,532 an ounce, up $6. 
today. Oil, $54.89 a barrel. Gasoline at $2.57 per gallon, nationwide average, just not in California. Bitcoin was uh, $10,903 per coin, up $300. Bitcoin is a network asset, meaning its value raises rises as more and more people own it. There's no other way to, to evaluate it. How do you know how much it is, how much it should be? I don't know. I, 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 I'd stay away from it. I, don't, I, don't, there's, I can't judge what it's worth. Let's go to Gene in North Carolina. How are you doing, Gene? Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, since you give any of that rain yet? Silver later on, I wanted to ask you about another precious metal. Uh, I don't know if you remember sure. last year, I, I asked you about palladium versus platinum maybe about a year ago, where palladium last year was doing a lot better than platinum. And I see platinum right now is sort of surging in the same way that silver is. Hmm. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, huh? Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I I was going to talk about silver, but you know, I like platinum and palladium are also precious. You know, I uh, got gold, platinum, palladium, and silver. Um, copper, you can't. No, it's, it's not. Um, uh, you you uh, gave me the symbol PPLT. That's the Aberdeen's uh, uh, physical platinum ETF seeking performance corresponding to the day-to-day movement of the price of platinum bullion, so coins. And yeah, it's 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 done pretty well. I wonder why it's done sharply. How, why it all of a sudden decided to take off? Yeah, have you read anything about it? I mean, it really skyrocketed. The last uh, I saw one article weeks. recently, in uh, maybe about a month ago, earlier this month, uh, last month in in Barron's, just saying that it seems to seem to have based. There seems to be a a, 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 uh, a sort yeah. of a, I forgot the term is, but it's, there seems to be a lower support level for platinum, and they, they sort of were positive on it. That's all. Yeah. It, it based it at $75, and it did that for months, going all the way back to December, up and down, up and down, but bouncing off that $74, $75 area. Today is at 93 I still like the metals area. I really do. I really like it. Gene, I appreciate the call. Thank you. You are listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We present this program with five new shows each week, Monday through Friday, and it's broadcast streamed live live in the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time. So I hope you'll tell your friends and family members all about Invest Talk. Justin Klein and I do our very best to make it interesting and instructive. And I'm, I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. The long summer of 2019 has ended. And the big question now is which way will the market go? You need unbiased investing guidance. And Steve Peasley is here taking your questions live. Call Steve, 888 99 Chart. 888 992 Let's talk to Joe on Cupertino. How you doing, Joe? You want to talk about gold? Yes, I do. Thank you for taking the call, Steve. Yes, um, it seems like in the last week or so that uh, we come off a big high. And uh, what I saw today is like 15, 15 is kind of where it ended, I guess. Can you tell yeah. me, do you think it's going to be going down further or we're going to swing back up? Question. 
Well, I, I, you know, it's almost impossible to <laughs> tell you what it will do in a short term, as you know. I, I think the yeah. fundamentals are there for it to continue to rise, basically, Joe. Uh, why I say that is uh, I'm looking at the strength of the U.S. dollar, and the Fed's going to lower interest rates next week. And and you know I've mentioned the three things that drive gold. It's fear, and that's what's been driving gold, is a you know, worldwide slowdown in economy. But the two other things that drive gold is, is dollar, the dollar and the inflation. I think both the dollar will slow down and come off its high. It's been up and up and up and up down the last three days, but it's been going up for a year. And I do think inflation will not get out of hand or thing, but it will start to perk up. I mean, we have really historic inflation. So I think if the world economy starts to improve or our economy starts to improve, that fear, that fear that's driving gold will go away. But if the world economy improves, that probably put downward pressure on our dollar and maybe give us some little inflation. So I think that will continue to push up gold for the next, I don't know, six months, year, two years. I, I don't know. I'm not a big gold person. Gold person. I'm I, 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 I'm buying it because I think the opportunity's there. I've had it for a while. But I, I will exit it when I think it's topped. I just don't think it's topped yet, Joe. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go to John in San Jose. He wants to talk about Transocean. How you doing, John? Fantastic. Had a great day in rig. R-I-G. Yeah, it was up nicely today. So, are you interested? What do you want to know about it? Do you think you want me to take a look at well, it and I'm see long, if I think it's going I'm to... long in it. Um, and uh-huh. I was going to get out uh, just before the 50 uh, moving average, 50-day moving average, and then uh, wait for it to jump above it to maybe go long again. Well, it's right near the 100-day moving average, and it needs to, that's a $5.28. The stock is selling for $5.04. This is Transocean, everybody. Provides offshore contract drilling for oil and gas wells worldwide. And since the world has slowed down in its economy, they've, you know, the have been downward pressure on the, this stock for some time now. Um, and it may have hit bottom at $4, a little bit below $4, and now it's back up above $5.04. So where did you buy it, uh, John? What price did you get in? $0.16. Cents. I went long on it, and then I added quite a bit today. Uh, I thought it was a 50-day. I guess it was a 100-day. So I, I was uh, going to get out right in there, right around the 524, 522, okay. and then wait for it to yeah. jump above it to maybe get back in. Yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. No, it's the it's the 50 day. You're right. I, I was looking at a different chart pattern. There, yeah, it's the 50 day that it's right near that 520 something. Um, I think it might be early, but better early than too late. Uh, when I say that, I'm talking about the prices of oil. Oil is, you know, m- will move up when the economy worldwide starts to improve. And I don't think it's going to improve for a little while. But, you know, you always, nothing wrong with being early rather than late. So I'm, I'm okay. I, you know, they don't make any money. That's my biggest. You know, they go through part. They go through spurts where they make a huge amount of money. I mean, 2015, they made four dollars and seventy-four cents a share. 
Next year, they're going to lose 60 cents a share. So it's one, it swings between huge profits and none. I mean, I mean, it stocks at $5 now and in 2015, it was 21. 2014, it was $49 a share. That was the high. So yeah, it swings. So um, I, I you take a shot of leave. You, you could it will come back at some point. I just don't know. It might be early. John, good luck with it. I hope it works for you. Appreciate the call. I appreciate your help. Thank you. Thank you, John. 888-99-CHART, everybody. That's the number, 888-992-4278. Okay, uh, Fear Bubble. This is a, a Fear Bubble is creating a huge buying opportunity, long-term market bull, Jim Paulson says. Jim Paulson is a big hedge fund guy. Um, he feels... Uh, he feels there's so much fear out there and how he gauges it is how much cash is sitting on the sideline and how much people are afraid to jump in the market. And people are not loading into stocks even though we've really close to a market, you know, we're close to the market highs. They're, 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 in, they're loading up on bonds. So he says that tells you there's a lot of fear out there of the market and he likes it. He thinks on as a contrarian basis, that's good for the stock market. He thinks it's going to rally toward the end of the year. He may be very well right. If the Fed lowers rates, which they are, there's there's 80% chance they'll lower, at least this is what the statistics say, 80% chance they'll lower it two more times before the end of the year. I'm sure they'll do it one more time. I think they might do it a second time. And there's a very high chance that we're going to have a Chinese deal long before the re-election next year. Because Trump wants to get reelected. He wants to be able to say, see what a great negotiator I am, right? That's what he wants too. So he'll, he'll, I can see him pushing hard to get that done. Uh, this is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, 888 chart. The time is now. And if you act now, the benefit to your financial future could be measurably significant. This is your chance to sharpen your investing skills through a valuable online classroom learning opportunity, InvestTalk Academy. Enrollment in InvestTalk Academy will introduce you to a weekly series of live investing classes conducted by KPP Financial Principals and InvestTalk hosts, Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. You'll profit from a critical degree of focused mentoring led by Steve and Justin. Hear their full analysis of the market. Follow along with charts and data points. Understand technical and fundamental analysis. Develop the mindset to become a successful investor. InvestTalk Academy offers an unprecedented value for serious investors. Register now at InvestTalkAcademy.com. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Before the break, I apologize. I didn't get to my trivia question, which I thought was pretty interesting, so I wanted to make sure I get it in. 
When and where was the first Costco store opened, and how many Costco subscribers are there? Because you remember today, this week we had that big opening store in uh, Shanghai, and they had to shut down with so many people. Here's my answer. Through mergers, Costco's corporate history dates back to 1976 when it was former when its former competitor, Price Club, was founded in San Diego, California. And before the Price Club merger, the first Costco branded store opened in Seattle in 1983. 1983. As of July 10th, 2019, Costco had a total of 776 warehouses, including 539 in the United States and Puerto Rico. In 2018, Costco has 94.3 million members. 94.3 million members. Doing the math, if you multiply an estimated average annual membership fee of 60 bucks by 94 million, we could calculate that Costco might receive approximately $5.6 billion per year in membership fee revenue. And that's where most of the earnings come from. You probably didn't know that. Now, here's a fun fact. The Price family placed Price Club Warehouse's number one, the Costco predecessor, inside a series of old San Diego airplane hangars. I was actually there. I was when I was young. Those hangar buildings were previously owned by billionaire Howard Hughes. Costco is a pretty interesting story. It has a good history, an interesting history. Anyways. Okay, how about some more facts? Job growth slowed again in August to 130,000 new jobs. Okay, that report came out this morning, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. 130,000. Now, that was less than expected. I think they expected about 170. And actually, that turned out to be good news to investors because it may it puts the uh, uh, it puts the increase in uh, decrease in the Fed fund rate on on the table keeps it on the table. So the Fed can't say, "Well, we're just economy so strong, we're producing so many jobs, we can't we can't lower rate interest rates." Well, we didn't produce that many, did we? So it keeps it on the table, and I think they will lower rate, lower uh, lower the interest rate. Remember, they only control overnight rate to banks. That's it. Just one one rate. We're still growing. Wage growth was up three percent. Labor force participation is up. There's no sign of inflation, and the horizon, the and uh, no sign of inflation, and the consumer, consumers, are making more money and they're spending it. They are the drivers of our economy. We are still at 37 low, a 37 year low, in unemployment rate. 3.7 percent, I think it was. So the U.S. consumer is strong, and that means the economy remains strong. Okay, it's not as strong as it was, but it's still strong. It's still strong. Just in housing construction, 14,000 new jobs were created. Housing. So maybe we're going to, maybe that's not weakening that much either. And there's about 1.3 million jobs that are opened right now that are available for qualified workers. The problem is the word qualified workers. Having trouble finding them. An estimated 80% of the market is expecting two rate cuts by the end of the year, by the way. I think I mentioned that at the, already. Uh, and do you think the market's up for the year or down for the year? Do you think the FANG stocks are up for the year or down for the year? The FANG stocks are down about 3% for the year. 
the rest of the market is up 2-3%. That's over the last 12 months, by the way, not just this year. Roll in 12 months. Okay, here comes another caller question, 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Eric in Cincinnati, Ohio. Just was wanting to get your thoughts on the Blink Charging Company, B-L-N-K. It looks like it's about as low as it's been all year. And I know that you're not big Steve and or Justin with no earnings, but there's a lot of growth potential. And obviously with the EV market, I would think inevitable that it's going to be more and more of a everyday occurrence where individuals drive electronic vehicles or electric cars. And this company is at the forefront of the electric charging aspect of that. So looking at this, I was wanting to see if this is a good buy now. I'm wanting just to put a good amount of a few thousand on this stock and to hold it for quite a long time. Just like to get your thoughts and have a great day. Okay, Blink Charging Company, a BLNK, owns and operates and provi- a, pro- a provider of electric vehicle charging equipment and network e- electric vehicle charging services. It's a very, very tiny company, so the chances of bankruptcy are very high. $65 million market cap. Uh, sales growth are very erratic. The last quarter, its growth was 16%. The, the quarter before that, it shrunk. Sales shrunk 3%. The quarter before that, it grew 19%. The quarter before that, it shrunk 10%. So it's very erratic. They're not going to make money. And of course, you know, I hate to tell you this, but I don't like buying stocks. I don't recommend buying stocks when make, that don't make money. Now, if you want to take a very tiny piece of your money and roll the dice, go to Vegas and bet on this stock, there's nothing wrong with that. Just make sure that it's, an, it's the money that can know that it has a high probability of either going to zero or making a ton of money. One of those two extremes. And I would say the odds are zero much better than going higher, you know, making a ton of money. This is. Because of the size, losing money, it's moving, losing 27 cents a share next year. It lost 33 cents a share this year. It lost 12 cents a share last year. It lost $3.14 a share in 2017. It's never made money. So when it when is it going to make money? I can't. It's a selling for $2.50 a share. I cannot evaluate it. I do not know what it's worth. Now, it was selling at $4 a share in March. What was that? About a... 70% it's 80% 75% loss since March uh, and it was at a dollar 60 $1.70 in December into December last year so yeah it's very 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 risky be well of that Okay, uh, I'm Steve Peasley, and you're listening to Invest Talk so I think it's you know, pretty safe to assume that you are serious about investing and you want to grow your wealth just like me and everybody else that listens to the show, just like everybody else in the world, right? We all want to grow our wealth. But maybe there's a bit of fear that creeps into your judgment, maybe in the process of your buying and selling. Maybe fear creeps in. Well, you know, you got to understand the, the your risk tolerance and the perception of risk when you buy stuff. For instance, the blink uh, charging we just talked about, you have to assume that that's an extremely high-risk stock. You don't want a portfolio like that. That you know means you're super high risk, and maybe you don't know. Maybe you don't know you have a high risk portfolio. 
Well, have a way that you can judge how, how risky your portfolio is and how much personal risk you want to take. It's called Riskalyze, a tool on investtalk.com. It's a questionnaire. It's a short questionnaire, but it tempts to risk your personal, tempts to, 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 to uh, gauge your personal risk tolerance, try to measure it. And then I put in your portfolio on the other side of it, and it will score the portfolio just like it scored your personal risk tolerance. It's from zero to 100, and they should match up. So you're, 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 the risk you take matches the risk that you want to take. Again, it's called Riskalyze. Go to investtalk.com and take the questionnaire. It's pretty simple, pretty quick. I'm ready for your questions now. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial. For serious investors interested in improving their ability to build financial freedom, we have an important invitation to a new KPP Wealth Management Conference. Earning yield in a no-yield world. Investing in real estate, stocks, and bonds. Speakers will include InvestTalk hosts Steve Peasley and Justin Klein, and they'll be joined by real estate experts and a trust attorney. The October 12th conference in Irvine, California, will cover these topics. Understanding real estate investing, from buy and hold to vacation rentals and land banking. How the trade war and economic trends will affect stocks and bonds. Ways to increase your income potential and defer taxes using trusts. And a lot more. Seating is limited to 50 attendees. Sign up early to get reduced pricing. Tell your friends the newest KPP Financial Wealth Management Conference is set for October 12th. Learn more and sign up now at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin welcome your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. Okay, the premium uh, KPP premium newsletter went out today. And as usual, I you know it's I think it's a very interesting and full of information. And we all, every Friday we go over parts of it and tell you a little bit about it. Um so uh, today, uh, since we had a shortened week, I mentioned due to the Labor Day holiday, uh, one might think that we had also a shortened economic calendar. Well, we didn't. We had a pretty busy economic calendar with lots of uh, news and important news. The ISM manufacturing sector, ISM, Institute of Supply Management, manufacturing index for August dropped below 50 to 49.1. Now that's a that's a contraction in that area in the manufacturing sector. That's contraction, meaning if you had two quarters in a row, that would be the official definition of a of recession. But it's only for the manufacturing sector because the ISM services sector is not below fifty. Construction spending from from June to July was weak at only one tenth of one percent growth. Now that was better than the month before, but when it went down seven tenths of one percent, I mean, it had some growth at least. The weekly jobs claims bumped uh, bumped up to two hundred seventeen thousand, but that is still a very low number. And anything below three hundred thousand means that our economy is doing pretty good. You don't really have to worry until it gets over three hundred thousand. Then you got to start thinking, well, how can we're having so many people filing for unemployment claims? 
So that was parts of the KPP premium news. You know, there's a couple of stock ideas I had. You know, there's different parts of it. Um, in there, the, the, in the stock ideas, I had a, a diversified financial services company, a big one. It's highlighted a drug company with strong exposure to immunology and oncology. You know, something, always put a couple of stock ideas in there. And it's really there for your watch list. So not for you to go out and buy them, for your watch list, for you to do some research. And then usually I give you very solid companies. Okay, the consumer watch section. Uh, beware of tourist traps. Instead, spend your travel time and dollars on worthwhile destinations. That's what I talked about. What were some of these destinations? I gave you some of them. Have you been to the Grand Canyon? Have you been to the Vegas Strip? Have you been to the beaches of Southern California? Now, those places I've been to several times. But there's also a bunch of other places. Have you ever driven the, the northern east coast of, of, of uh, our, our United States up to Maine? Penobscot Bay, that's just gorgeous up there. Try to go there in the fall. Man, that's just spectacular. Have you been to Bryce Canyon, uh, some of the, uh, in Utah? Very interesting stuff. Do the river walk. If you ever go to the the the, the uh, National Park there, Bryce Canyon and whatever the other one right next to it, do the river walk. That is so fascinating. There's so many places to see. I've been to a lot of places in the United States. I think I've been to almost every state. I haven't been to Alaska, and I'm really dying to go there. But, you know, there are so many interesting things. I went to some caves in Arizona last year. They just opened up some of those and they, you know, pristine underground caves with the stalagmites. and things. That was very interesting. Anyways, enough of that nonsense. Let's go talk to Tom. And, I'm sorry, Tim. Tim in Sonoma. How are you doing, Tim? Oh, I'm doing all right. Hey, I have a question about in-phase energy. Uh, stock symbol is uh-huh. ENPH. Okay. What's your question? So, they were pretty small when I first bought in, and then they ran up towards 30, but then have fallen back to where they are now. And I'm just curious to see what uh-huh. your thoughts are, if it's time to add to what I already own, or if I should hold off. Well, it's pretty expensive now because it's done so well. Uh, this is Enphase Energy, everybody. Designs, develops, and sells home energy solutions for the solar photovoltaic, photovoltaic, voltic, photovoltaic industry. I, I, you know, it didn't make money for years, and then in 2018, it started to make money. Ten cents a share. Then in 2019, this year it's going to make 79 cents a share, and next year it's going to make 95 cents. So that's why the stock ran up from what a year ago, four dollars. Now it's at 25. Yeah. So uh, it's now overpriced. I, I don't think I would add to my position on this. I would consider taking some profits, not necessarily getting out because it's doing very well, but. You know, it's 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 gotten way ahead of itself on valuation, but the sales growth is really picked up. If it can keep that up, this stock's going higher. But it has made a huge run. Remember, nothing goes to the sky. Nothing grows to the sky. So be very careful at this valuation. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. Financial freedom. And our work will continue right after this break. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. 
On the next Invest Talk, President Trump wants to overhaul the housing finance system and encourage more private sector involvement. Is this a good idea? That story Monday. But now, Steve Peasley is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call Steve, 888-99-CHART. Okay, let's go to uh, Sherry uh, in Fremont. Sherry, how you doing? Hi, Steve. I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. I have a question. Uh, I have a question uh, regarding 401k. So... I, I understand that uh, whatever we contribute and then so the employer matches to a certain amount of percentage or um, dollar amount. What I don't understand yes. is, so they also do uh, trading on behalf of you, right? And are, um, allocate some money for, for stocks and bonds and stuff like that in 401k. How does that no. uh, actually, how, how do they I do get not. some money from that? Okay, they do not. They don't do trading. They, you have complete control. And a 401k, you are in control oh, yeah, yeah. of that. They they correct, offer correct. I, I, options. I do. Okay. Yes, yeah, I chose a certain number of uh, things. Um, I, I, Yeah, you're right. So they gave me the control of selecting uh, which percentage I want to allocate my money into. Uh, what, what, okay. What, what my is. Yes. Oh man, <laughs> I just lost him. <laughs> the, the, okay, ask that again, Sherry. I lost you. It's on, the, the, the just totally went out. Go ahead, ask the question again. I got, oh, darn. Guys, did you get his question? I did not hear it. So in a 401k, they always get they give you options. Usually the standard is they you put in money, they put in money to match up to a certain amount. Some companies don't match anything at all. Some match 100%, but that's unusual. Whatever, they'll match you 100% of what you put in. Usually it's a, a match of uh, a, a, up to 4%. They'll put in 4%. Then it cuts out off that. Anyways, you are given a choices of usually mutual funds. And you get to pick the mutual funds, and you can buy and sell them. And, you know, and, and they have certain rules, but most of the time you can do it whenever you want to. Some of the four hundred one k's you are allowed to opt out of the mutual fund and opt into a um, into a a, a, a a brokerage account. You usually call it brokerage link or something. And and when you do that, you can actually move and buy individual stocks and everything if it is allowed in the 401k, if your employer pays the extra money to have that happen. But you are still in charge. And I would tell you this, usually the fees to make trades are very high, you know, compared to they are out there. I mean, I'm seeing them as high as $25 for a trade. It's ridiculous uh, in this day and age. But uh, so, yeah, you have complete control of your 401ks, usually your 403bs, 457s. Those are the same thing, but from different kinds of employers. You know, that's how that works. Appreciate the call. Sorry, I didn't get whatever that question was. Okay, so we had, uh, so we had, um, uh, mortgage rates are falling again. Falling the two weeks now. 30 year fixed mortgage rate is 3.49%. And the 15 year is 3%. And the mortgage rate is tracking the yield of the 10 year treasury. And if the Fed lowers the 
overnight rate next week or the week after, whenever the Fed meets, the 10-year Treasury may, and the short-term and long-term, may fall even further, and therefore mortgage rates may follow suit and get even a little cheaper than that. That is a very low price. My first house was 12 and a quarter percent many years ago. That's what a 30-year fixed cost. But at 3.49, you know, that's pretty low. Can we go to negative rates? That has been a question I've been asked. And can we go to negative rates like uh, we've seen negative mortgage rates, like we've seen in certain other countries in Europe? And the answer is it's possible, but I don't think it's probable. But I do think the mortgage rates are going to continue coming down. Getting a little cheaper, a little cheaper. I think they'll go down maybe as low as 3%, maybe even a little lower than that. But I don't think so. You know, it all depends. If we go into recession, yeah, we we could easily go further down if we go into recession. Um, but at this point, recession is still a ways off. I just don't. It's whenever there's an inverted yield curve, usually it goes recession. But maybe we're not going to do it this time. It's possible. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program, everybody. Please remind your friends that they can listen to Talk five days a week in the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time. And they can download podcast shows anytime they want. Justin will be here on Monday. I will return on Tuesday. So, everybody, have a great weekend. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.